Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. This show is brought to you by Bonneville. Bonneville gives us the time every week to come to you and talk about community matters or matters of the community. As we like to say, we talk about matters of the community because community matters. Also, we want to talk about Silent Witness. If you have any information about an unsolved felony crime, please contact Silent Witness. You'll be completely anonymous, and you can submit that information by calling 480-WITNESS, or you can log on to silentwitness.org. You'll be completely anonymous, and if that information leads to a felony arrest, you could get cash. So thank you again to Bonneville and the listening audience, and I also want to thank our guest today. Today, I am joined by David Cohn. David, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And Josh Clark. And Josh, you've actually been here before. I have. It's been a while. But So for those who, who may not know what you do, so Josh, you're a full-time, a career, and by career we mean you get paid, uh, sergeant with the Phoenix Police Department, and you oversee the Reserve Bureau. But I don't know if most people know what a reserve officer is versus a career officer. Can you talk about what the differences are? Yeah. Essentially, they're one and the same, but our reserves are... Um, very civic and community-oriented folks that have decided to do this on a volunteer basis. So uh, truly the only difference is they're just not compensated uh, as a career officer is for the same work. When you see a reserve officer in uniform, uh, there is no difference. You would have to look incredibly close because their badge number starts with the letter R. Everything else is identical. The training, the uniforms... The patrol cars, it's, there is no difference. Do you find that a lot of the folks, Josh, uh, who become reserves have always wanted to be a full-time officer, but uh, maybe life got in the way or they had other careers? Or who, who does this appeal to? Well, I think that's exactly it. Um, we've seen a number of people that have uh, been successful come through the program that had well-established careers or that life had kind of taken them in a different direction. And when you talk to them on an individual basis, you find out sometimes that's a story, that they had always thought about doing this. Uh, They'd always thought about service or the dynamic uh, type of work you do in law enforcement. The opportunity had never presented itself, and that's one of the things that makes our program very unique is we have the ability to bridge that gap. So really selfishly, we'll just get the plug in, 602-534-9000 for, to learn more about the Phoenix Police Reserve Division, Reserve Bureau, uh, or you can check out Phoenix Police Reserves online. And we're always looking for men and women who are willing to do this job to participate in the family of police work. And as whether it's something you've always wanted to do or maybe just something that intrigues you, if you call 534-9000, you can learn more about the program. But I think no one can speak better about the why than David. David, would you be willing to kind of walk us through uh, kind of your life, what brought you here, and how you landed as a reserve officer? Sure, you bet. I mean, I think like most that uh, decided to pursue law enforcement, you know, I had the calling, uh, and it's something that I had uh, pretty much my whole life. But it wasn't until uh, later on in my life that, that I was able to make it happen. And it was because of the Reserve Bureau with the Phoenix Police Department. It gave me an opportunity that I probably wouldn't get anywhere else. Uh, so, And I was able to uh, work through the training, work around my lifestyle to uh, become an officer. It's still it's a big commitment, um, but it's one that's very worthwhile. When you say the calling, 
you felt led to do this. Can you talk, what was that for you? You know, it's it's interesting. I think uh, being on the outside looking in, I thought it was more about uh, fighting crime. And that is a portion of it for sure. Uh, but now being able to do it for a while, I actually realize it's more about helping people. And, and I think that's probably what the draw was all along was being involved, um, being part of the solution. And that's something that I think if it's in you, it's really hard to shake. When you tell people, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and they realize, well, you're not getting paid for it, you must get some of the same comments and questions over and over. What is people's re- what is their reaction when they hear what you do? Yeah, there's always some shock. Um, I'll tell you, uh, kind of the beginning of this journey for me was sitting across the kitchen table with my wife and explaining to her that I was going to do this. And I tell you, in in one moment, she wasn't all that surprised because she knew I always had the the desire and the passion for it. Um, but then when I told her that it was it was unpaid, uh, I think she definitely looked at me a little little cross eyed. Um, but she understood uh, the importance and the importance it is to me. And I think those that know me, uh, when I did share the information with them about me becoming an officer, I don't think they were entirely surprised. I could bore you on for hours on some of the cool things that I've done in this career, the things I've seen, the people I met. I can't tell you how much one paycheck ever was, truly. I just, those aren't the things that stand out. So it makes sense to me that you've gained a world full of experiences. You're not doing this for the money. You actually had a very successful career. Can you talk a little bit about how did in the world did you balance a successful career and your family and this? Yeah, there's only one way that it's possible, and it's the support of my family. Uh, you know, my wife, a uh, very giving individual, and my kids, very understanding. Uh, because like I said, it is a commitment um, for our program to get through the academy. It's the same thing that career officers do, but it's essentially almost like a night school program. So you have to balance uh, work and home life. And there's some sacrifices along the way. Um, but, you know, it's clear communication with my wife, uh, my kids, make sure everything's scheduled appropriately. Um, but I, I believe that if there's something that you have a true passion for, you can find a way to make it work. Very few things that are worthwhile in life are easy. There had to have been a time going through the training where you're like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. That had to have occurred to you because you're managing a career and you're you're with your family. Did, did you have those moments and what caused you to push through when those happen? Uh, absolutely. In fact, uh, before the academy started, uh, the department had uh, my wife out to the academy and uh, help explain what it would be like. And one of the things that they shared with the families was there will be points where those going through the academy might second guess why they're here because of that level of commitment. But the department asked the spouses and the family to help push them through. So yeah, there were Saturday mornings that I had to get up and go to the academy very early. It was still dark. It was cold. Um, after a long week of work and I would, you know, kind of moan and groan and my wife did what she was told. She kicked me and said, this is what you want. Get out of bed and get it done. Can you describe the moment you graduate a police academy? There's a moment where someone in your life who's important to you gets to pin your badge on. It's the ultimate, we made it through the finish line. Can you talk about what that day was, that ceremony, what that meant for your family and, and what it meant for you? And maybe maybe did it even hit you that day or did it take some time? You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm actually not much of a, a spotlight guy despite being here. Um, I kind of... Prefer to. You stay. were encouraged to be here. In fairness, you did not volunteer for this. I know Josh had, uh, had pressure. I could so either confirm nor deny. Um, <laughs> but obviously, very happy to be here. But 
Um, I, like I said, I'm not much of a spotlight guy, and I assume, you know, I'd prefer to, you know, always sneak out the back door uh, versus go through things like a ceremony. So when when I knew the ceremony was coming up, you know, it was one of those things I, I knew I kind of had to do. Um, but I didn't appreciate it until I actually got into that moment. And it was very rewarding to, to be up there and have friends and family there, uh, all kinds of folks from the department there to, to support you. And just the recognition of what was truly hard work. Um, and I, I know today I'm having a tendency to talk a lot about my wife and my family, but they're monumentally important. Um, but my wife was the one that uh, pinned my badge on me. And, and that's something that's special between us that I'll never forget. Um, my success, be it in my professional career, in the day job, or as a reserve officer, uh, is on, on her shoulders. So to have her be up there with me in that moment and pin my badge on, that is one of the highlights of my life. I hope you honor your family and you play this for them. I, I, we've always talked about this. These, these episodes get put on the KTAR website. I hope you encourage others who are considering being a reserve to listen to this because you do a great job of, of yes, it's an exciting, yes, you had a great career, but man, without family, and by family, I mean whoever's important to you in your life. That might be a friend group. I moved out here alone for this job from New York. I didn't have family, uh, but I had people in my life who were supportive. And I love the fact that you're acknowledging them because, and I give credit to the Phoenix Police Academy and the Reserve Academy because they recognize that early on. They incorporate the families. They bring them in. They make them a part of this. Josh, that's something that, that the Training Bureau and the Reserve Bureau do intentionally for this very reason, I'm guessing. Oh, 100%. As, uh, as Dave just so eloquently put it, you really can't do it without the support from the family, especially in the Reserve Academy. They're balancing so much, whether it be a full-time job, career, um, school, home life, family, and things come up, especially over the the course of a very long reserve academy, which can be upwards of 10 months. So without that kind of support, um, you probably don't have the chance to be successful as you would otherwise. Someone's driving around, they're hearing us talk, they want to have an understanding of the process. What would you tell them, Josh? How does it start and what could they expect? Well, so if you've ever thought about being a Phoenix Police Department or have you ever looked at the hiring process, I can tell you the hiring process for our reserves is nearly identical. Um, There's just a couple of small nuances, and one of that being um, we don't actually require the written test. Other than that, the process is pretty much the same, Jamie. So, you know, we do our POPAT test. We do our background. All the standards are the same, and you can expect that throughout the academy as well. So the academy training, because you're going to be – fully sworn, full authority police officer, um, we keep that training identical. So you're going to have the same curriculum, same instructors, same tests, the same kind of physical fitness. And uh, and when we're done with that, then you got a field training to look forward to as well. And again, we keep that all the same. So if anybody's interested, I really encourage them to go check us out on the web, which is uh, phoenixpolicereserve.org, or like you said, give us a call, 602-534-9000. I was hoping I had the phone number right. I just keep visualizing all those bumper stickers. One of the biggest uh, compliments to your program is how many folks get ready to retire from career officer, and they miss, for some it's the work, for some it's the excitement, and for many it's the friendships. Um, Numerous folks have said, I don't miss the circus, I miss the clowns, and they want to still be engaged. And every time I say that, I am not calling our folks clowns, but their point is they may not miss the day-to-day work, but they absolutely miss 
the people. I think it's such a great compliment to your program that so many of the career folks come back and do that. Is that something you see a lot of? Yeah, and we're seeing a little bit of an uptick with that right now. Uh, But I can tell you, it works out great for them, uh, great for us as an organization and the city. So we're holding on to many, many, many years of expertise and experience, and we're retaining that. And that, in turn, makes us better as a division and as a department. And thank you for saying that about the retaining, because even though they've earned the retirement, they've earned the, the right to go out and enjoy uh, we get to benefit from having their experience still helping, and not just helping us in our day-to-day, but for the younger folks. Um, and, and I don't mean younger age-wise. I mean newer folks as they come on board and they get to learn from these folks who've seen us. So there is absolutely uh, no downside to any of this. I'm so incredibly proud of and grateful for the, the men and women who volunteer their time in this capacity. David, when you put on that uniform and you leave and you head out and you serve— do you feel like you're part of the brotherhood or the family, I should say? Do you feel like you're a part of something bigger? It's it's a great point. You know, we we're talking a little bit about family here today. And the one thing that was a real pleasant surprise for me was how my family grew. And start with uh, in the academy, the folks in my class, um, all these individuals will be lifelong friends. Uh, my training officers stay in contact with us today. And then when you, you get out on the streets, you're with your squad, uh, you become friends with these folks. These are people that you trust, uh, and your family just grows from there. And it, it's, one, it's like I said, very pleasant surprise, not something that you really know going into it. David, thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do with the Reserve Program. Josh, as always, thanks for joining us again. Thank you to you, the listening audience, and for Bonneville for this time. And thank you, most importantly, to Ed, the producer. To learn more about the Phoenix Police Department Reserve Program, check out Phoenix Police Reserves online or 602-534-9000. Any information about felony crimes can go to Silent Witness at 480 Witness. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.